0: It's 1.31 p.m. in San Francisco, it's 4.31 p.m. in New York, and it's 4, it's uh, 1.31 p.m. in Seattle, Washington, and that means that we have the absolute honor and pleasure of talking with one of the most interesting interesting bands that we have uh, checked out in the past years, uh, the Vacant Lots, Brian and Jared. How are you guys? How's life? Hey, man, how's it going? We're super hey. stoked to be able to talk to you, to be honest.
1: Thanks for having us, man, and thanks for the time.
0: Totally. Well, we're we're big fans of you of your band already, and, and probably you know this because we we you know we tag you every time we play you in this show, <laughs> in social media and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's a great honor. Uh, uh, Jerry, you're in Brooklyn, how's New York?
1: New York is okay, man. It's not as crazy as it was like some months ago, where everyone was scrambling to get the nearest toilet paper. Yeah, things have kind of calmed down a bit.
0: Totally, it's getting a little, a little bit better. No, same thing here in San Francisco, by the way.
1: Yeah, how's it over there?
0: Uh, same, uh, you know, showing improvement a little bit. I mean, we only hope that we don't go backwards again, and they don't, they, yeah, they don't uh, send us on lockdown. How's uh, Seattle, Brian?
2: It's good. I'm, I'm out here actually just for a few months visiting my brother, and then heading back to the East Coast uh, next month. But it's been, been good. Very low key, obviously.
0: Totally. Uh, So how do you guys survive this pandemic, Uh, you know, uh, mentally, spiritually? uh, How were you able to cope with all of this craziness?
1: Um, Man, at first it was strange. Um, It's definitely helped that I've been like social distancing since I was 16, you know, so it wasn't like totally nuts, all the isolation. But as time went on, it definitely became really surreal, you know, that the whole world was going through something. Um and for us I think just making music and staying creative got us through to break through that cycle.
0: Totally. You know. Yeah. Um it
1: didn't help to have a total maniac in the White House as right. well. So I think crazy some of the sense of calm has returned now that like an actual president totally. fitting to be president.
0: Exactly. Is there? Do you guys work on, on on a lot of new music or you guys uh, do you guys record that you guys get together throughout uh, this these couple of years
1: yeah i mean we've like we started to write a new record um, we put out Zone last year, but um, you know we've been in the process of creating a new one, and so that's kept us busy through this time as well in
0: isolation totally do you guys have any plans I mean I have to ask you this question I have to. You guys have any any plans to of, of releasing this new album soon?
1: Yeah, we'd like to. We just have to finish it first. We're still writing and you know exchanging ideas and putting it together, and you know through that kind of like synthetic process, you know it eventually and gradually turns more into the actualized vision of what we're what we're working on. So we're just. Um, kind of in process mode so you know we'll see what happens you know we'd like to we miss touring we want to tour we're already working on like a european tour for later in the year if everything's okay and safe to do that Totally. so if we if we could and we can have something out by you know this year we'd love to to do that time permitting
0: totally talking about the uh, touring in europe probably you know this in spain they they do this uh social distance uh, gigs already uh, you know, where people have to sit in practically bubbles, you know, in circles, and uh, they have to be distance and all that kind of stuff. They cannot get up, they cannot dance, but uh, they're happening. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I saw some of those photos of, I think it was the Flaming Whips, where they're like in a, a bubble. Yeah. Um, I don't know, for me, it's strange. It's even stranger doing like the live stream stuff. I,
0: yeah.
1: I like direct connection, of course, you know. Totally. And... Um, you know, I, I think we're both kind of on the same page of like, let's not force it when it's safe to, to do shows. And when you can do shows, let's do them. I don't know how I would feel about playing like a restricted show.
0: Totally. Um, I'm,
1: I'm kind of like an all or nothing dude anyways, you know? So I like the, um, that kind of extreme setting.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: I, I don't know how I'd feel about just kind of being in a room. I mean, Brian, what would you? Yeah. Um, do? I, same. Um,
2: I think that both as the performer and as the audience, you're really missing out on a lot by trying to split the difference there and doing this isolated performance style.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah. We were talking off the air that uh, I had the chance to talk to Anton Newcomb, uh, what, I think in October of 2020, and he told us that, uh, that he uh, helped you produce and record uh, Damage Control, which is basically two of your EPs. How was it uh, how was that process uh you know how was working with Anton in Berlin
1: Yeah it was incredible it's so inspiring working with someone like Anton um just like the immensity of ideas you know con- constantly happening in the room where we we you know we walked in there with like fragments and ideas and Anton just you know in the course of like 10 hours I mean we're you know we can get going on an EP. So for us, it was just like um, an incredible experience. And he's so generous with his time totally. and yeah. producing us and really pushed us further. I mean, some of the songs we've done with him were just, you know, they didn't sound that way when we came in. They were really raw and, you know, rough like cowboy chords and progressions. And, you know, Anton hears something. He's like, let's do this and move this. But as a producer, he's also extremely... Um, thoughtful in the sense of not wanting to, you know, transform what you're doing too much into something that he already sounds like. Of course. So he really knows how to strike a balance between helping you achieve the sound you want, you know, and it's like a mutual exchange of ideas and working with him really just pushed us further and made us better as artists. And, you know, like I cherish those records we've made with him Um, and we had like fun times. It's just, you know, it's a great atmosphere to make records.
0: Of course, no, he's a fun human being. I can tell you that. I think that conversation how how with him was was like thirty minutes on the air nonstop. It was an incredible, <laughs> funny conversation. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, have he's it? a good thinker too. You know. Oh like totally. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a genius. Dude. Yeah, we love him. Any any plans to do collaborations for the for the next album?
1: Um. You know, it's like hard to say. I mean, I think when we, you know, like when we did the records with Anton, there were two separate EPs. So Damage yep. Control was like, you know, it's like the compilation of both Berlin and Exit. Of course. Um, you know, with the, the full-length records we do, it's very much like me and Brian. You know, we produce our own records, yeah. um, but we do collaborate with other people to mix it and to master it. Um, like on the last record, Inner Zone, we worked with Maurizio Baggio um and our first record we worked with, with sonic boom so you know we like collaborating but i feel like in terms of like the production side of things brian and i are just so you know we have a very specific sound that we we aim for when we make records so I, of course it's like too soon to say you know for us what we're totally what we'll do with the next one
0: by the way talking about uh, about this about the sound um, how do you guys work? How do you, how, how do you guys uh, create a, a song? Uh, where does it start? Uh, what inspires, uh, I don't know, a riff, a chorus? How, how does this work for you guys? I think
1: it's different. You know, I mean, for each, it, it's like it's definitely the songwriting team. You know, there's the two of us, and, um, you know, depending on the situation, we both can work in isolation you know, and share ideas. Um, I tend to approach things where it's, like, very explosive, you know, and I'm trying to, like, balance some sense of chaos with order, and it usually tends to be really chaotic and scratchy, like demos, and Brian comes at it more, like, things are more put together and formed. And um, I think for, you know we utilize the studio, but also our own home studios to make music and exchange files back and forth and ideas. Um, I mean, I can't speak for Brian, but just for like, for myself, where it all starts with like filling up notebooks, cool. crazy, crazy, but it's like, just from the words and chords, it's just, I don't know where it comes from, but I like to kind of follow an idea through and that's, Usually, where it comes from me is just filling up a notebook and going back and trying to follow my subconscious and not fully understanding where, where things are coming from.
0: Interesting. That's uh, rather interesting. Uh, uh, yesterday, we were line up... it's
1: different for you, though, right? You, I think, your
2: approach is no, no drastic, just, right? yeah. With, with the home studio approach, it's really freeing because we can send each other ideas, however fleshed out they may be, and really just give it some time to do five or ten passes and send it back and forth and figure out what works and what doesn't and be able to do the subtraction and addition to get to a point where it feels good and then you've got another level of freedom when it's time to really do it and go into a studio or do like a final mix down and then refine from there. Um, It gives a lot of freedom, but also is able to lock it into a place where it feels
1: like it's complete.
0: So when you guys continue working on this album, I guess, Brian, you're going to go to New York uh, so you guys can put it together.
1: Yeah, we like working in, you know, the studio is really useful, man, for us. We've worked with the same engineer on all of our records, Ted Young. Nice. Um, He's the greatest and um, he's had different studios in Brooklyn. And um, so we'll do a lot of stuff at home and then work with him and uh just kind of create this atmosphere in the studio that we can you know we come in with the ideas that we have but we did this a lot with Anton and we do this a lot on our own records but you have to leave room for just spontaneity you know like there's so much inside of you as an artist um or at least just for myself speaking about myself that you you're you're kind of already doing training, you know, in life and then That's you're so. in the studio and you can open up and things happen. Like on our last record, we had a synthesizer that we borrowed from Liz Lamaray, who's Alan Vega's longtime uh, creative collaborator and wife. Totally. And it was a synth that Rick O'Kasic had passed on to Alan and I was like obsessed with it. It was this old like vintage ARP. And uh we plugged it in and you know, we were in the middle of a tour and we were in the studio and doing some recordings and Brian just started playing on the synth. Like we didn't know, we didn't have parts written out and so much of that creation ended up on the record. A lot of those synth parts. And, you know, I think there's like this balancing act between, you know, ideas that you have and then ideas that come about in the studio. So that for me is like one of the most exciting things about working on a record is like, even when you think you have a lot of things figured out, there's, this unknown you know of going course. through this whole unknown and the studio provides that like milieu for you to do that Totally. That's,
0: yeah. And I was I was I was telling you yesterday we woke up to the news of the release of a new single uh by Alan Vega that you produced Nike Soldier. Yeah. The song is amazing. Uh tell us cuz you know I read that uh, you discovered these lost tracks. Uh, you, I don't know how, how how many years ago, how long ago.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, it was a few years ago, um, where Liz and I, um, we discovered these ADAT tapes, and um, and they were, re- you know, first we had to get them transferred with Ted Young the analog tapes. We got them transferred in, in, into the digital zone, and you know, for us listening to these raw unmixed and they were the last sessions i don't know if you're familiar with these adat like yeah, yeah. the format of adat it. so I mean, it looks like a big fucking. i'm right, not supposed to curse sorry about that uh <laughs> we're uh, it's like this big uh, ho- hopefully no one tells on something like that either because that's just like ridiculous but um plenty of haters out there but uh there <laughs> it's like a large like vhs format right and um and so we were left and these were his last sessions yeah. of mutator this work that he this album that he was working on yeah. in the mid 90s and you know f- for me it's just like the highest honor you of know course. i'm just so grateful that exactly. you know to have known him and to work on his music and to have co-produced and co-mixed this this record has just been an incredible um experience you know i just want to like preserve his legacy and keep his music alive. Like what he's done for us and and me personally, I just, you know, feel like forever indebted to keeping his music out there. And it seems like there's a lot of good people who feel the same way, like Sacred Bones and Heartworm Press. Totally. Um, So yeah, Nike Soldier is the first of of the the record that'll come out in April. And um, yeah, I'm so glad you like it. It really means a lot to us and, he was such a visionary artist, man.
0: Totally. So, yeah, yeah. For us hi. fans of Suicide, dude, I mean, we really, really appreciate you doing this. It's, in, it's incredible.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, it's tremendously honored to to work on this
0: music and, you know. Awesome. Well, Jared, uh, Brian, thank you so much for taking the call. It has been uh, really, really fun talking to you. And as you know, uh, when things get better and you guys come to San Francisco, because you guys are going to come back to San Francisco, obviously, please come to KXSF. Definitely. This is your home. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, guys. Man.
1: Thanks. Thanks a lot for your time. Awesome.
0: Thanks, man. Thank you. I'm going to play that Alan Bega song to celebrate this interview. And I thank you once again. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take See you care. later, man. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Uh, that was uh, Jared and Brian from Vacant Lots. In a few minutes, like literally a few minutes, or a combo with Seb from Dead from Above 1979. But let's play that Alan Bega song that Jared uh, produced. <laughs> this is mighty Soldier in Rock Metal Codex.
2: lives we <laughs>
0: So So release, a new single by Alan Vega, Nike Soldier in Rockneto at KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. In a few minutes, a conversation with Sev from Death from Above, 1979, in Rockneto at KXSF.